truly see God's you know, sovereignty and his goodness in the way our family is form, was formed. And, you know, thinking about, well, if we had adopt biological children first and not adopted the time we did, then these, the children that we have wouldn't, wouldn't be, ours. be ours. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me, and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on the podcast, we have Maria Scott. Welcome, Maria. Thanks, Tori. And we're going to talk a little bit about having a biological child after adopting children. So Mm -hmm. that's a, a huge topic and a lot of people want to know about it. But first of all, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family and um, just anything we might like to know. Yeah. So I'm Maria Scott. My husband, Bobby, and I and our five children live in Coralville. Okay. And we moved here from Ames about four and a half years ago. And Bobby had worked for Cornerstone and then we moved with um, to join the Veritas mm. Church plant over here. And our oldest four children are all adopted okay. from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So tell us all their names and their ages. Um, Owen is 10. Raya is also 10. Okay. Gibson is 7. Mm-hmm. Adia is 6. Hmm. And then we just had a little guy. Dalton is 6 months. And Dalton is here with us. Yes. So you've been both an adoptive parent and a biological parent. Mm-hmm. So tell us your journey to adoption first and why you chose international yeah so one of the very first conversations that bobby and i had when we met was um, about adoption and how we were both interested in that Uh and bobby's best friend growing up was adopted and i had um some close family friends that had five adopted kids really and I just thought that was really cool and wanted that to be a part of my family someday um so it was neat that he and I were aligned on that and when we got married um we knew that that would be a part of our family oh it's okay um but had just assumed that we would have biological children, a couple well. biological uh-huh. children, and then adopt. And, um, oh, buddy. When it proved difficult to uh-huh. conceive, we were just ready to uh-huh. move forward with adoption. What led you to Congo? Um, at the time when we were uh, looking into adoption, I mean, as far as where and how, um, uh-huh. the Congo program was brand new. And because of that, the timeline was very, I mean, pretty short for international adoption. Because it's not now. And it's not now, not even an option now. Right. And um, that was, but that was attractive to us because we'd already been trying to conceive for a couple of years Uh and didn't want to have to wait four years to adopt if, if we didn't have to. And, and we had always thought Africa not any specific tie. Okay. And so when the Congo program was available, we uh-huh. decided to 
go for it. And how old were your, I remember them all coming home. Mm -hmm. Your boys came home really close together. Yes, they did. Did your girls come home really close together too? They came together? at the same time. Okay, yeah, the boys so, were supposed to come at the same time, but okay. Had a and delay. so you got two boys first, and their ages were. Um, Owen was almost four. Okay. And Gibson was thirteen months. Wow. They've grown up so much. I know. And your girls? How old were they? And our girls came about a year and a half after Owen arrived, and um, Raya was five and a half. Okay. And. Adia was 16 months. Wow. So, yeah. So they're all in school now. They're all in school. It's really it's amazing. Crazy. Now, tell us about baby Dalton. This, he is very fun. All the kids love him. When oh, you said that when the kids went back to school this fall, he... He was so sad. Cried. Cried and cried with all the... He was so quiet. his friends. So quiet. I'm sure he's well taken care of. Oh, yes. When they're here. Yes. Always someone wants to hold him. So, right. So we're working on him not having to be held all the time. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, I know that you had an ectopic pregnancy between yeah. the adoption and between Dalton. Yes. Yeah, so almost three years ago now, um, we were shocked to find out that we were pregnant. Yeah. And um, I didn't even take a pregnancy test until we were like seven weeks along uh -huh. because it's not, you know, ever been a possibility in our minds. Yeah. And uh, shortly after we discovered we were pregnant, we learned it was ectopic and I had to have emergency surgery and wow. it was scary and really confusing. Right. Um, confusing because... Because it was like, why... Why, God? Yeah. Why, why allow this? Why allow this when we hadn't been able to conceive and now uh -huh. um, we right. uh, lost a baby. And um, yeah, and I think that also sparked something in us. We had been totally content growing our family only through adoption. Yeah. And uh, then knowing that it was a possibility i was wanting to see if we could yeah. make it happen again yeah um and so was it hard to hope when you got pregnant the second time yes uh -huh. i um was just reading through like my journal from that week that we found out we were expecting dalton and just well, I'm just asking God to not allow me to put my hope in a child. Uh, um, it's because hard. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I knew that God could make it happen, but I didn't want to believe it until I knew it wasn't ectopic because that can happen again. And I lost a tube when I, oh, that's true. when I had my ectopic pregnancy too. So, um, yeah, so I was just not wanting to really even believe that we were pregnant until I knew it wasn't right. a topic. Right. Um, huh. But once, but once we knew that I was in the right place, it uh -huh. was, I mean, I wasn't concerned about losing the baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, so were people so surprised? Yes. When you told them? Yes. Mm -hmm. And thrilled? Very, yes. Uh -huh. Very excited for us. And, um, but, so what did all that not, teach you, but not my 
all my children. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. Um, How did they react when he was finally here? Once he was here, they were so excited. Oh, okay. But it was certainly a journey during my pregnancy uh -huh. to, especially with my oldest daughter, just help her understand that, you know, having a white baby was not a bad thing. And because in her mind, our, our family operates in white parents and oh. brown kids. Did they know he would be white? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've known some families that adopted, they didn't, the, the children the didn't kids, know if the baby yeah. would be white or brown. Yeah. You know? Right, right. <laughs> we had other kids asking us, but our kids, they know. Get, got that. Yeah. Okay. But um, now Raya just adores him and loves uh -huh. him. And so just that's like a little mother. Yes, absolutely. So that's really fun to watch. What a good uh, practice for them, too. Yeah. You know, to have a little kid around. Yeah. But, so, yeah, understanding that we would love them the same. And, yeah. Um, so do you think they felt like they might be displaced? Yeah, I think so. Um, which is hard because a baby just requires more work and attention. You know, work. even though... I absolutely love them the same. Uh -huh. um, there are needs that have to be met. So right. I was definitely concerned that just that alone would uh -huh. be hard. Did they quickly adjust though? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Seeing him. Yeah. And I, and they did, um, you know, voice that, oh, it's just, you have to be with the baby all the time. Um, but I was thankful that they were able to communicate that yeah, too. Right. They're um, old enough. Yeah, and hmm. so definitely we are always intentional with each of them, um, but having to be even more right. so. Right, right. So what is that, what's this whole experience, all of the, you know, adoption, the, the pregnancy that you lost, mm. and then having to, what has that taught you about God? Um, a lot of things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think having gone through infertility, you know, many years ago, I had learned that, you know, God's plan is the best one. And it's easy to say that, but it's really hard to go through it. Yeah. And I, even on the other side of, you know, now having a biological child when, uh -huh. um, you know, that's maybe what we wanted right away right. when we were, um, first married and, uh -huh. um, then wait, waiting for that. I, totally see God's, you know, sovereignty and his goodness in the way our family is form was formed. And, you know, thinking about, well, if we had biological children first and not adopted the time we did, then these, the children that we have wouldn't, wouldn't be, yours. be ours. And, and it might have taken a lot longer. Yes. Yes. Uh, hey, it's okay. Yeah. So, um, is this, has this like taught you anything about yourself? That you didn't um, know? Yes. I'm sure it has. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're too tired to think of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you. I think just having to depend on God and not my own power is huh. probably the biggest lesson. That I don't get to control everything. Wow. And um, That's a hard lesson. And that's... A good thing uh-huh because there are lots of things in life that I can't control <laughs> like 
when a baby naps. Right. <laughs> or when a baby teethes. Or when he teethes. Yeah. And so, yeah, just being able to be more flexible. Uh-huh. And, and also, I think going back to what it's taught me about God, it's just that he is patient and um, with me. And I need to be patient in just understanding huh. um, his what he has for me. Huh. Uh, so how has this affected Bobby and your relationship with him, your husband? Yeah. Um, I... Your marriage. The... the t- contrasting the two experiences, um, adopting, mm-hmm. adoption versus yeah. having a biological child, I think adoption, I, f- I feel like we were more a team Hmm. Like when kids came home. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's maybe because they were a little older? Yeah. Okay. And I think, and we both had, could have equal parts. Right. Exactly. Whereas Dalton, you know, needs me. Right. And, and maybe Bobby doesn't feel as well equipped for a baby as he did for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. And hmm. I mean, he does great So has that Dalton. caused hard stuff so I think, in your marriage? Yeah. I, that was the surprising part of the transition for me having not experienced that on the adoption side yeah to now I didn't even think of that um just feel that a little bit of distance just because I I would get to the end of the week and I'd be like oh I still haven't connected with Bobby in this way because Dalton just needs me a lot and right um so so would you say this is a harder transition than I, the bringing home the kids? I think so. Really? I mean, maybe oh, that's... Oh, just tore your earring out. <laughs> maybe that's because it's fresh, you know. That yeah. cur- certainly could And be. you're really sleep-deprived a lot, probably. And Yeah. Yeah. And Babies do that. And we didn't have that as much with, with the them. kids, at least not for as long. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, but it's also provided lots of opportunities to talk about all those things. Hmm. So. So, what has uh, been the hardest thing for you since Dalton's birth? And do you, like, have any feelings that you, like, were you able to instantly bond with him, maybe in a way that you weren't with the other, maybe it took a little longer? Um, Is there any differences? Yeah, I think, I mean, each of the kids were probably a little different in Mm -hmm. how I was able to connect with them Mm -hmm. immediately. Uh, But... I think we're able to connect with Dalton right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's certain things about having a baby that are harder, like learning to breastfeed and right. all of those things. Exactly. But, you know, you have to do it. Right. <laughs> Get through it. And so learned. it's all, yeah, the adjustment is, is part of the deal. Yep. So um, is there any feelings that you you were surprised at or... Because you, know, you have a lot more hormones going on when you have a baby. Right, right. I mean, I'm not a crier, uh-huh. generally speaking. Yeah. And there were lots, of, there's been tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think... Because you're worn out or you're worried or... Yeah, not worried. I would say we were, I think, having adopted children and knowing what they were likely born into. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't, I didn't have the... Huh. You know, is he still breathing? And, oh, really? Um, worry, really, at all. Oh, that's all. wonderful. Yeah. 
Um, but I think just, just wanting probably to connect emotionally with everyone else more was, and not having the capacity to do it right. was hard. Yeah, so you felt a little bit like uh, guilty about neglecting your older kids. Yeah. I think everybody has that. Yeah. You know, when they have a little baby that requires tons of attention, you feel guilty about kind of neglecting your older right. kids. And I think all kids thrive with a schedule and structure uh -huh. and yep. we are and you guys are great traditionally yeah. very structured yeah and I think the summer was hard on everybody he threw a cog in the because the we had to really yeah. adjust based on his needs so right they didn't know that we couldn't always go to the library on Mondays we couldn't right. always go to the beach on yeah. Thursdays and yeah like we well that makes your kids do. flexible you yep. know yeah that's good and it makes you have to talk about things like that yep Yep. That this is how life is and yes. Huh. So huh. Very interesting. So do you have any advice? So let's say someone found out they're pregnant and they already have. They brought home some adopted kids and it's a surprise. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any advice for them? I think just make making sure that it's um something that you talk about as a family hmm. and don't ignore maybe the feelings that your other kids might be having. And so did you try to do anything like special, like with each kid alone or anything after Dalton was born? Have you tried, have you had time we, to do that? I mean, he's only six months old. Yeah, we do. Um, Bobby has a daddy date with one kid every week. Oh, that's great. And then uh, not as often for me, but I do. Make time for each of the kids. Right. So that really helps, I think, just to make them feel special. Yep, absolutely. So, and he's continued that since Dalton was born yep. on a regular, that's really good. Because yep. the predictability is very comforting. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been, that's been good. Yeah, just so making sure So any advice, that. so making sure you talk about it as you have a family, don't neglect your older kids yep. by not and, telling them things. Yeah. And, and yeah, just being even more intentional with huh. your time with them and, like, Owen, he needs to. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You getting hungry? Yeah. Almost um, done, buddy. He, Owen, he needs a time every week where it's just he and I, so he can talk about all the feelings that he's been holding in all week. Oh wow. He's just quiet and uh huh. Um, he doesn't get ruffled, but um, pretty mature kid. Right. He's kind of always been. Yes. Mature. Yes, and. So he just needs that. And, uh -huh. You know, Raya is so willing to help. And sometimes I need to just say, honey, you can play. You don't oh, always wow. she have feels to. Responsible. You don't always have to be helping me clean or yeah. helping me with the baby. Wow. And, um, so, yeah, just I think being in tune with uh -huh. their feelings. Their feelings and their needs. And, um, and taking their feelings seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. So, um, that's really good advice. Um, would you like to, Dalton's getting about to the end of his rope. Yeah. Would you like to just say a little short prayer for, you know, there's going to be moms listening who are struggling to find like a peaceful rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're really good at that. You know what I mean? Can you pray for those moms who just need to find a peaceful rhythm for their family? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for, um, the story that you've written for our family and, the ways that you use it for your glory and just to teach us things about you and about ourselves. Um, and I, I do pray for families that are 
just trying to find a good rhythm and I think just helping them to have peace about saying no to things and prioritizing their family time um, is is one way to to find that and to to not be overwhelmed God mm -hmm. and of course to look to you for the for that peace and understanding and the ability to communicate um, with their kids and um, make sure that they each feel known mm -hmm. as you know us God and uh, yeah, just thank you for the community that you give us through your church and pray that families would just connect and um, support each other in this journey of parenthood and motherhood and seeking you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You've burned a lot of calories hopping around with the baby the whole <laughs> podcast. So thanks for yes. doing that. Thank you, Dalton for your Bye. contribution. And uh, yeah, thanks so much, because this will be really helpful to people in your situation. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Tori. Okay. Yep. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?